Podcast. God damn, it feels good to be back. I am Avenging Ben. I'm Home of Mike. I'm the Lord Ramundo. And I'm Satanic Tyler. And God damn, it is good to be back. And let's not forget the fifth unofficial member of our group tonight, my MacBook, which is back and running. Orale, what about me, Senor Ben? Oh, oh, God. It's Pepe! Right from the jump, sir. How are you doing, I'm, Pepe? I'm good, Senor Ben. I'll be back later. Me forgot the meter. See you okay. later, Ben. Go feed the meter, Pepe. Go feed yeah. the meter. <laughs> I don't know, Ray. But yes, we are back. As for an explanation as to where we've been. First of all, a little rude. It's good to see you, too. Secondly... Uh, where we've been, I'd like to, whereas the last time we took a break, it was very much, uh, just by random happenstance, we just decided to. This one was more of a, uh, self-imposed vacation, or... A, le- a legit reason. A legit reason. There wasn't anything, like, going on behind the scenes this time, it just so happens one of us messed up and accidentally broke the singular piece of equipment we do, and that douchebag was me who accidentally plopped his MacBook off his bed, which shorted out the screen. And then... Too much fun on one lonely night. Holy crap. I didn't know I I could masturbate that hard. Listen, my my stream is powerful, all right? That shit can break a laptop screen. Move on, move on. Hey, that's my catchphrase, asshole. Speaking of streams, at least me and Tyler try to do a live stream. Thank you again for doing that, by the way. It really helps. So, guys, thank you for being patient while we've been waiting. I know you guys in 2018 will not be complete without the GAWP crew, but we are back better than ever. And it is time to talk about wrestling news. But before that, let's get down to a little chit-chat. I'm going to talk to each one of you guys. Mike, what have you been doing in the past few weeks since we've been on break? How was your Christmas, first of all? It was very good. It was nice to have the family over. Um, During the break, I unfortunately got sick. And that's it. All right. We don't look at shot at my house. (laughs) Don't want to mention that. (laughs) Okay, so this is what happened. So no I score. go over to Ray's house for New Year's, so and I'm leaving. It's like around eleven thirty, right? And no, it was after like twelve at this point because yeah, trying, we, we I, I was trying to get a uh, Juno, but it, the Wi-Fi at his house wasn't working, and the connection wasn't like it wasn't stable enough to search for a driver. So I finally get one. I'm leaving uh, Ray's apartment, and he's heading upstairs already. And I'm going by. I'm going by the car. All of a sudden, these two kids that are outside in front of the building set off a firecracker. But it sounded it sounded like a gunshot. So I jumped and fell to the ground, and I just ran right through my car. I was like, Jesus Christ! Everyone's got shot in Brooklyn. Wow. <laughs> wow. But then shit. you completely 180 that. Hey, Mike, you want to tell people about how you're a friggin' superhero now? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was, I, I was doing a lot of things this break. So Mike was shot out over the break, and then he became a vigilante at his grocery store. Basically, I just stopped a robber from stealing uh, two cases of beer. Nice. Holy God, shit. You're, you're Batman, dude. You're Batman. <laughs> <laughs> See, just like Batman, someone else is Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? And he becomes a superhero. God, damn it! <laughs> Chinese food make me shit in <laughs> On that sobering note, Ray, what were you up oh, to no. the past five weeks? Uh, I guess like the usual, working with wrestling, still training with wrestling. You know the deal, brother. Uh, anything interesting? Christmas was good. Like, I saw Mike almost get shot. That was funny. Ray <laughs> <laughs> Ramundo campaigns. Brooklyn's a safe place. <laughs> it is, in my opinion. And last but certainly God. not fucking least, uh, Satanic Tyler, my boy, the man, the myth, the legend. What have you been up to the past five weeks? How's Philly? Um, well... The past couple of weeks have been pretty interesting. Um, the start of the year, actually, uh, me and the whole family, my wife and son, we all got sick like at the same time. Oof. So yeah, uh, thankfully we're all we're all feeling better now. We're all one hundred percent. I became an uncle again. My sister in law had um, her first child. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And um, I'm right now currently in the biggest party in Philadelphia right now. The Eagle Run Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we cannot forget. I saw that Not delightful video. Hey, Tyler, Tyler, how does the song go? Fight, Eagles, fight. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. Clap, clap. Fly, Eagles, fly. Clap, clap. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch our eagles fly, fly, eagles fly, on the road to victory. It's going to get loud. E-A-T-O-E-S-E-L-S! Where's my knife? We are so sorry for those that have earphones at the moment. Where is my knife? And are bleeding. Hey, listen, bro. Listen, I don't give a diddly dick who's in the Super Bowl. Just beat the Patriots. Just beat them. That's the motto yeah, of, of that's, modern that's, football. That's all New Yorkers. Just, that's all New Yorkers. Just, just, just beat the Patriots. Just beat the Patriots. Well, the, Patriots well, the Patriots are the John Cena of football. They're going to be there whether you like no, it or not. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're the Roman. Yeah, they're, they're the Roman the Reigns. They're going to be there whether you want them or not. I'll, I'll just say this. Um, have faith because uh, out of all my years of watching football, this is the best Eagles team I've seen in a long-ass time. And me and my father, we both said this. This is a team that can beat the Patriots. But I'm not saying anything yet because I don't want Jake to say I haven't even shaved my beard because that's how much superstitious I am. <laughs> my job, like, they asked me, like, hey, dude, can you shave your beard because you want to look proper? Like, not until okay. the fucking Eagles are in the Super Bowl, so pissed I, off. I actually, and I, and I actually talked to my boss today. He called me and we're trying to set up like, our schedule, my schedule for the week. And I said, well, he asked me if I could shave my beard. I'm like, well... Listen, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Can we wait till after? He's letting it slide. So, wow. You're a cool boss. Cool boss. Right? So, shout out to my work for. But again, you guys better win because fuck. Uh, and uh, as far as. Uh, they're, not the Super, they're not in the Super Bowl yet, right? Yeah, they are. They, they are. are. Oh, they, they are. Oh. Did you not see Philadelphia? Oh my god. Did you guys see that clip of that dude who ran into a pole? 
Yeah, that's everywhere. That yeah. happened after the Eagles won. Like, dude, yeah. like I, I'll tell you this straight up. After the Eagles won the after the Eagles won the conference championship game, I can go. I could not go on Instagram without seeing Blue Meanie drunk off his ass. <laughs> that was amazing. I'll tell you this. That wasn't a game. That was just a demolishing. Oh yeah. Because I saw oh, that game. Oh yeah. And, and the, worst, the worst part was like. We all thought it was going to be a good game. Like, my wife, she's not really big into football, but but whenever, like, playoff time, she would. Yeah. And she thought, like, oh, I thought it was going to be a back and forth game. My stepmom thought the same thing. And my dad actually predicted, like, oh, it's going to be, like, 14-3. Nope. Nope. Well, he, he, was, he was close. Big, it nope. was that kind of demolition. It was way off. <laughs> way <laughs> off. So off. He they scored once. God. God almighty. I, I just want to point this out so that way you can move on to, to wrestling. When, the, when uh, we got into the third quarter, uh, I turned to my dad and I asked him, Dad, is this really happening? And he said, you were a young lad when this happened. And I started crying. Amazing. Oh my god. So congrats to the Eagles. But Back we are, to wrestling. But we are not the General Admission Football Podcast. We are the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And let's get right into it with a little piece of news that might be a week or so old. But we wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Ben? What, what have you been doing other than jacking off into your laptop? This whole well, I'm glad, well, I'm glad you asked that, Ray, because I've been up to a few things since I've been gone. I've been working on a lot. Of, I just finished up my... So my uh, fall semester, had, I finished up my fall semester at school, got some very impressive grades. Thank God I was able to pull that out. Yay! Don't know how I, don't know how I did we that a, shit. We have a smart cookie. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how I pulled that shit off. I uh, got to my, uh, sh- my short film in editing class about professional wrestling went over unbelievably well. So I'd like to give a big shout out to uh, Smiley, TJ Marconi, and Caveman for agreeing to be in my movie i will use their kayfabe names of course so thank you very much to those guys and uh lahayam indeed uh had a great christmas had a great hanukkah with my family it was great and uh yeah it's i've been working on a lot of stuff including and i think this is the first time i'm going to mention it here on jwp i will never be leaving this show you'll have to kick me out of here kicking and screaming before i leave but when I'm not doing GAWP with you guys, I am pleased to announce here that I will be launching very shortly on February 7th, I believe I said the date was, or February 8th, I will be launching the my new podcast, It Came From Queens, which is my ode to horror, sci-fi, and the occult. So if you're a weirdo who loves obscure movies, uh, urban legends, or creepypastas, Come on down. We're going to have a really good time. So it came from Queens. Coming very soon. Whoa! Follow us on Facebook. I actually want to listen to that. That's going to be good. That's not like my kind of show, if you know me. Oh, absolutely. It really is. So if y'all know, any, uh, y'all know any urban legends or anything, kick them my way. I love to talk about that kind of stuff. So Wait, Ben. You forgot one thing. What's that? You are now in a couple. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he's off the market. <laughs> sorry, Ed, sorry, sorry, Eddie. Eddie. Sorry, Eddie McQueen. I apologize, sir, but I am no longer on the market. How can you do that to Eddie? I don't know. You finally had a chance. <laughs> Eddie thought... was going to go for it. I know, right? Disappointing, but yes. All oh, seriousness. All seriousness. Let's finally get into it and finally get into the wrestling let's talk about a story that might be a week or so old but is major enough that i feel the the shock waves of it are still being felt uh let's talk about everyone's favorite train wreck uh page so for those who don't know a few months ago page finally made her 
long, long, long awaited return to World Wrestling Entertainment. And <gasps> very recently, it was very clear that she was rusty as hell. Clearly, would had not been back in the ring very long, and it showed because, sure enough, at a house show in my backyard of Nassau, one of my old towns, she apparently took a move wrong from, I believe, with Sasha Banks. Correct. And sadly, it appears that she is now suffering the same neck issues that Daniel Bryan and Edge are suffered from and mm -hmm. will accordingly be retiring from in-ring competition. They have not acknowledged it on air yet, but they... It's pretty clear that the fact that she hasn't been in the ring in about two or so weeks that, yeah, this is not looking good. Very heartbreaking for fans of Paige. So I'm going to start with Mike. What do you think of this? Are you sad to see her go? Did you see this coming? What do you think? Uh, it's very sad because uh, considering that the past year she's been through a lot of bullshit with Alberto Del Rio and now she since she, ever since she came back, I've been impressed with her. And then I don't like the Absolution Group. I just I'm still a fan of her, but I've seen the video clip of her taking the move wrong. And honestly, it's wrestling. Mistakes happen. I just hated the fact of how everybody jumped on Sasha Banks's back and being like, "Like you ungrateful bitch! You just injured a, a fellow superstar." And I just want people, like, obviously this was weeks ago, but she still gets the heat for it. I, I hope uh, Sasha's going to get in trouble for this, but as far as the page injury, I just wish that they acknowledge it on TV, uh, just like one of these days. Well, they should have been doing, they should they should have done it on TV, because of, cause they have this woman come out in her gear, and they make it seem she is going to wrestle, but she isn't. She got taken out of the Royal Rumble match. For the women on Sunday, and but she still comes out in her wrestling gear. Like I don't get it. Like either you retired and you wear street clothes, or you're just not going to show up on TV anymore. All right, Ray, on to you. Are you sad to see her go? Are you? Did you see this coming? Given your proficiency and knowledge of the industry, what do you think of this? And what are your thoughts? Well, honestly, I hate to see her go in injury form. I knew. With all the backlash and a lot of people already still talking about the real situation, everything like that, and just the image. I know WWE is a company that hates to have that image still around. Like That's why it took so long to bring China back into the fold and even mention her name. And to bring Paige in and think, oh yeah, it's going to be squeaky clean, I knew she might have just been released sooner or later. Now, with this injury, I feel the only reason she's still around on TV is you kind of don't want to fire someone that's injured like that. Reason why they left Seidel on a contract for so long and others as well. So, again, sad to see her have to retire if and when she does. We'll have to wait and see because I'm still wondering why they haven't like acknowledged it on Raw. Let's see what happens at the Rumble. I feel like if she's able to compete at the Rumble, maybe it was just a scare. I don't think so, if they're going to have her continue to show up and even be around the ring, then something's not right there. Something's weird. All right, and Tyler, on to you, sir. Are you sad to see her go? Did you see this coming? And what do you think goes where she goes from here? Um, well, I honestly did not see this coming. However, I think, like, for me, uh, Paige being retired, I know she's still on TV, but 
even though she's not competing in the ring anymore, the uh, factor of like her, like, oh yeah, she's not competing in the ring anymore, it doesn't really affect me because she just came back. So, am I sad to see her go? Yeah, it always sucks to see um, someone leave because of an injury like Stone Cold, like you, like you said, Stone Cold, and my, my personal favorite, Edge, leave because of these injuries. And, and the neck is a horrible, is a horrible thing. So, <clears throat> am I sad to see her go? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess because she is what she she was one of my favorites like back in the day, and then Trainwreck City happens, and that's that's basically all I gotta say about it. Like I'm not really like to like lose sleep over like Paige not competing. Like that's, that's just how I feel about it, honestly. And my thoughts, quite honestly, thank you. My thoughts, quite honestly, uh, I was a big fan of her from the jump. I'm sad to see her go. It always sucks when someone's career is like ripped out from under them like this. And the fact that it happened by accident is even worse. I felt she could have offered a lot more to the product. As far as like where I think she goes from here, I think maybe they're going to keep her around just because like she's too valuable to lose, quite honestly. But like they've gotten along, they've gotten along with her like fine enough without her at this time. They've gotten along with her well enough. But, I don't know. Honestly, if it was up to me, I'd just sort of... I'd, I'd, I'd announce it on television just to make it a lot easier on people. So, like, people aren't, like, waiting to find out. I'd just, I'd just, cut, the, I'd just cut the cord and kind of just... Kind of just get on, get on with it. But, other than that, I'm sad to see her go. And, honestly, I'm the one who kind of saw this coming because, like, I saw her in that one match she had back. She seemed rusty as hell, and I figured she's going to miss a step here and there, and she is going to she's gonna get hurt. So that definitely, that definitely had a bit of a bearing on this. So, Paige, I'm sorry to see you go, but uh, this was kind of, this was sort of bound to happen, in my opinion, so... Other than that, um, I think it's finally time we can move on to another topic at this time. So, uh, the what's next on the docket to talk about tonight? We are going to talk about, ooh, this little bit of, speaking of Trainwreck City, if you didn't see this yesterday, we uh, recorded a little video on our YouTube about, um, about Enzo Amore. If you don't know, in fact, to quote Paige, if you don't know, now you know. Nice accent. <laughs> and if that was, if anything, that was the one good thing that's come out of this. We don't have to hear that god awful catchphrase from her anymore. God. And if you don't know, now you know. You sound like uh, an old like granny who's like be, like pointing at like a child like in trouble or some shit. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's why, that's why it was garbage. And yeah, so if you didn't see, we had a little video update the other day when this news broke. And if you don't, and if you've been hiding under a rock, well, you might want to go back. Or if you didn't like this guy, this might be Christmas for you. So here we go. If you didn't hear it, here's the news. Enzo Amore, a uh, renowned uh, asshole backstage instigator and all-around dirtbag, has been fired from WWE for rape allegations. Now... To talk about whether or not these events actually happened, because I've been hearing conflicting reports, would be a little bit pointless at this point, because we're not cops, we're not detectives, we do not know. I have seen conflicting reports that say maybe this girl 
kind of is just faking for attention. I don't want to say that because she this very well could have happened to her, and I don't want to be the dude that says it. Right. But other than that, I think we, we're going to look at this solely on how it affects the wrestling business. So, guys, as far as this question, Mike, are you sad to see him go? Nope. Are you, you're not sad to see him go. Ray. That are, was quick. That Ray, was... <laughs> so if we're going to do this rapid fire, you know what, screw it, Mike. I, 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 I gave my full thoughts on this on our YouTube channel, and I just want to ask you guys this. Did you guys see the TMZ clip of the girl? I did. Explanation of what happened? Yes. Would you? I know we're not going to go like full depth into it, but did you? Were you guys convinced of anything from that video? She was very repetitive, and yeah. again, like I saw someone. Is that on, normal though? What for someone to be repetitive like that? Like, cause, if they're lying, that's the thing. I don't even yeah. think it's a lie. I think, like, Nervous? I saw someone on social media today. Uh, that's an officer, and he comments, "Oh, uh, usually they have trauma." She can, you see sites of trauma in her. She's repeating too much, and every time it gets to the point of having to say sex, she kind of gets scared. So I, again, people are going to be sick and say, oh, my, she might be lying to get attention. I don't want to talk too much in that, because again, the topic is just... Too yeah, just, I just anyway. wanted to bring it up. Because but again, it is something that you can see. She's had an experience. Something's yeah. wrong that that's why she was so repetitive. It was getting so, like, frustrating to say certain words that would, I guess, remind her of the incident. Yeah, I only just wanted to bring up the TMZ clip because by the time that video came out, we have already we already recorded the oh, yeah. segment for YouTube. So, like, if people are wondering, like, if we covered everything, technically we didn't because everything Bear just, in mind, like, not, everything was flying at us, like, like crazy that hour. day. You didn't even know that he had been, like, Convicted. He literally admitted to it. Yeah, that was the thing. It was I funny. Admitted to it at that time, but like, what I like, what it was funny was well, there is one correction I need to make, and this is on the record. To say whether or not he committed, admitted to the crime, he did not do. He admitted to hiding it from them that he was under investigation. That's what he got fired for. People are assuming he got fired for what he did. Not so. He got fired because he didn't tell WWE that he was under investigation. Thank you. No, that I, I mentioned as well yesterday on the uh, YouTube recording that he knew he was under investigation, and he said, "I felt I would beat it in court, so why mention it to the up to the ups?" That's when. Uh, did you guys see the report that Vince literally threw him out of the locker room? Yes, of Raw yes. Twenty Five, yes. which on, we yeah, will get Monday to in a bit. Benzo shows up. He walks into the locker room. The workers get out of the locker room. Yep. Vince tells them, get the hell out. Yep. That's how it went. But the only person tonight we have not heard our opinion, the opinion of is Tyler. So, Tyler, you're, you're a fresh pair of eyes to this story tonight. So, were you a fan of Enzo? Are you glad to see him go? And uh, what are your thoughts on the story as a whole? Um, well, here's the thing. Like, me and Enzo, we kind of have, like, this love-hate relationship. I love him in NXT. I kind of hate him on the main roster, and I just same, care. same with me. And I just didn't really care for him like at the singles run, and then I started liking because like I started like his character, like the way he was talking, his swagger. He, he was like being like this cocky champion that I just love because I love that kind of shit. And am I sad to see him go though? For the character, probably not for the person because we don't know what fully happened yet. 
but the character I will miss, if that, if that makes sense. That does actually make a lot of sense, and I'm glad you put it like that. I, I, I mentioned last time on the video, quick reaction video we did, which, uh, thank you all for watching that, by the way, but well, I mentioned on that video that I was, uh, I was sad to see him go and that I liked the personality and, like, his swagger, but, like, I'm not going to miss the dude. I'm going to miss Enzo Amore. I'm not going to miss Eric Arnd, as I believe his real name is, if that makes any sense. But the bigger question here is, and we weren't able to really get into it, we now have a little bit of update from WWE, a.k.a. the only reason I watched 205 Live last night. Although, there was this awesome Cedric Alexander-Mustafa Ali match last night, so go watch that, because that match was awesome. Go watch that. But the other thing to watch 205 Live for last night was... They got Daniel Bryan on reading cue cards, clearly. You could rewatch re it. It's like Daniel Bryan is usually way more convincing in his promos. He was so reading from a prompter here, and it hurts. Hi, my name is Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Enzo Amore has been let go. I'm here to address everything on 205 Live. 205. He's like Christopher Walker on Saturday Night Live. Like, it's to, like, spelled the same way on the cards. He's cow cow more cow <laughs> I got a fever, and the only prescription oh is more cowbell. That needs to be an episode on Gotham. 205 Live needs more cowbell. GWP needs more cowbell. <laughs> what happens so, is... What, so, so what they basically said was that the championship situation is going to be resolved on its own time, but what they instead of decided to announce was that next week 205 Live is going to have a general manager figure who then will address the championship cha championship situation. If I were them, they don't need to make it this complicated. I would just have like a fatal four way match between like Cedric, Drew, Tony, and maybe Mustafa, he Mustafa Ali, or Hideo Itami, and just give it to and just freaking give it to Cedric Alexander already. <laughs> Tommy's in the doghouse, so I don't think they could give him anything for a long time. Yeah, he broke Brian Kendrick's nose. So, He's a yeah, just think about that. So they basically told us that the match at the there's no good, there's nothing cruiserweight related at the pay per view on Sunday, but next week on Two Hundred Five Live they'll be announcing a new GM, and the speculation is that this is the for them to introduce Rockstar Spud as the general manager of Two Hundred Five Live. Ooh, that might be Thoughts? interesting. I, 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 like, I like Spud. I think he's a charismatic guy. I would much prefer to see him as a wrestler, honestly, but... Uh, I spoke about this off the air with you guys earlier. I think it would be the best way to introduce him, honestly, because his in-ring work, yes, it's good. We've seen him when he did uh, British Boot Camp and some a little bit in TNA in his earlier day, but still, I think Spud is a better promo and having a on-air, like, managerial role, it'll be so much better for him for now. Maybe with a little more training in NXT, who knows, he'll be a part of 205 by early next year. So. And Tyler, uh, I think we'll end on you. What do you think of the current state of 205 Live? Who do you think should really get the title to sort of wash this whole thing away? Well... Honestly, I don't watch 205 Live, so this doesn't affect me at all, but I'm going to put my two cents into it. First off, why are they bringing in a general manager? It doesn't really, I don't really like that idea. Have you seen the bullshit in the past couple of months? 
Good point. Hideo Itami breaking Kendrick's nose. Rich Swan getting arrested. Enzo getting fired. Neville still got hit by a water bottle. And Neville is still in the fucking purgatory somewhere. WWE is looking at this as 205 Live is death, and we need to do something fast. Then kill it. This kills 205. Are we still fucking alive? This this killed 205 Live, but it's been dead for months. I I feel again they need to do a cruiserweight classic too. That's gonna be the easiest way to like freshen up the cruiserweight division and also get people's interest in it again. Because like even Tyler was saying, Tyler could be like the normal fan bases at the moment. They aren't watching. Do you guys remember? If I can like give this a good example, do you guys remember the second Dusty Rhodes tag tournament and how there were so many injuries? in the first yes. round and second round yes. of that tournament, One injury that by the end of it, another. it didn't even resemble a tag team tournament anymore. Yep. That's kind of what, like, 205 Live is like to me right now. Follow my logic. And there has been so many setbacks, it doesn't even resemble a brand anymore. It, it all started with Neville walking out. B- Brian Zane mentioned no, no, this. No, Aries. When yeah. also Aries left, that's when it all started. Yeah, honestly. pretty. that was the signal, but, like, uh, Brian Zane mentioned this on Wrestling with Regret today. He did like a "Who wore it better for Raw and SmackDown?" and he said to if I if he had to do it, he would just fold the cruiserweight division. He would just fold them into the main roster and just let them wrestle the higher division and stuff. Just let them interact with other people. And I honestly think that's not that bad an idea because like they feel so detached from the rest of WWE in such a major way. And it's like, for God's sake, just let them be part of the show already. Like, the fact that they already <laughs> turned everything purple, the fact that they turn everything purple and shit for 205 Live anyway is already kind of dumb. It already feels, like, off on its own. I just thought of something really funny. <laughs> Lay it on. That's what you got. Yeah, it's kind of like me being a dick, as usual. Uh, but you're basically saying, given the idea of making the cruisers blend in with the roster guys, have Apollo Crews and Cedric Alexander be a team and just call them ACs because when they come out in the arena, that's all you hear is the EC blasting in the, in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> in the dark, they feel alone. In the dark, I feel alone. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Uh, Cedric nah. Alexander, as I said it once and I'll say it a million times, the man with the most boring entrance theme in all of WWE, fight me on that. Wait, wait, what? D- Cedric Alexander, to me, has the most boring entrance theme in all of WWE. I don't like this theme. No, you Aww. want proof of how I'm bad this shit is? You want proof of me for la- for this? Like, go watch that match I told you about last night. It's a I good... did, I watched it last night. The minute that music hits, all hype of his victory instantly drained out of it. Oh. This is like Rob Conway levels bad. Like I like that. Uh, okay, we're gonna move on because me and Ben. Rob Conway's on. theme was garbage. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let's Who doesn't love some Randy Newman? Who doesn't love some Randy Newman? Come on. <sighs> moving on. Moving on. Let's get I'm into the bad. real. But as we mentioned before, uh, the main thing that's going to take up tonight, we are going to talk about SmackDown, but. That's not what you're here to listen to. Now, for those who don't know, and for God's sakes, with how much they've been advertising and how could you miss it, Raw last, this past Monday, just had its 25th anniversary, a milestone in professional wrestling and in WWE. Well, that's funny Mike says that. That's the mass consensus. 25 years of bullshit. 25 years of bullshit, and definitely three hours of, while I won't say complete bullshit, 
Definitely three confusing and misguided hours. Let's get into what... Can I, can I take the helm on this? Let me do this. Let me give, like, the context here, and then I will most certainly let you run wild with this, because let, let me give the lead-in. Let, let me give the setup. So for those who don't know, the crux of this show was they were going to do essentially a simulcast. They were going to have Raw emanating from both the Manhattan Center, from where the original Monday Night Raw took place 25 years ago, and from the Barclays Center. This led to some interesting changes to the show and some very interesting cuts and things. I'm not quite sure, but Mike, uh, if they don't know, take them through why this was so weird. So we start off in Monday Night Raw from the Barclays. No, they actually started, they showed a feed at the Manhattan Center, which actually looks really nice. They had the Ico Pro sign. They had the Ico had, Pro, which was and, nice. And the most over thing of the night. And they had the, and they had the retro Pro. stage on the side. So then they go back to Barclays because we're going to start with Shane and Stephanie giving their daddy a plaque for uh, 25 years of Monday Night Raw. And then this was funny. So Vince comes out and the whole crowd is uh, singing along no chance in hell and then three minutes later Vince turns heel on everybody again and then he says uh, I liked how they set this up too he said I did everything on my own I didn't meet anybody glass shatters the building explodes Stone Cold is back on Monday Night Raw stuns Shane stuns Vince stuns Shane again and drink beer good open to Raw 25 correct this was one of the few was... bits of, like, nostalgia pandering that I was actually very cool with because it's Stone Cold and Vince. It made sense to do that. Mm. I marked that. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm going to make this statement. After the break with Stone Cold, the show took a nosedive down a cliff. All right. In your opinion. WWE so, it was doing this thing the whole night. Well, hold We're, on, hold on. Let's let, let's just let's take it one step at a time, then. So they do an eight-woman tag: Nia Jax, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, and Alicia Foster. So Sasha, Oscar, Mickey, and Bailey. Uh, the faces win, and Oscar throws everybody over the top rope to emphasize dominance for the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, speaking of that match, sorry to cut you off, Mike. Uh, we brought this up during that um, episode. Sonya Deville has no gloves. She's losing yes. MMA gear. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get into. We'll talk about that during the Rumble talk. Yeah. Let's keep it going. So then they advertise that the Undertaker is coming out to give his speech, and what? A, so we cut, we cut back to the Manhattan Center. The gong goes off. He comes out, and I like this touch. Remember the ending of WrestleMania? He left the hat. He left the coat. He left the gloves. Comes out with black wrist tape. And just a cloak. Comes out, cuts a promo saying, I have buried all this talent. Finally, someone on this buried talent. 25 years. Stone Cold ended. Steve Austin. I buried him. Mick Foley. I buried him. My fucking retarded brother Kane. <laughs> you all just, you, you all just the retarded brother Kane. I buried him too. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Well, I can't mention him on television. <laughs> shit. Just, okay. The only people he mentioned were Austin Foley and Kane. So take note of that. 
I wanted him to say Hogan so bad. We all did. So then he was about, he's basically the thing was he was saying, and after all these years, they could finally rest in, and he doesn't say peace yet because the crowd, meanwhile, is chanting, one more match, one more match, and you can see Taker's face like, you fucking assholes, you're supposed to say rest <laughs> in peace with me. And they just go, he kind of looked like he was going to cry. He looked, Honestly, you say he looked like, like he was going to cry. I say he looked more like he was about to take a shit. No, I didn't say he was going to I say he looked like he was going to cry. I thought looked, he was like emotional. I feel he was genuinely pissed, because this, this was probably an attempt at him trying to do a swan song, and the crowd was just like, one more match, and they probably went to the back and was like, damn it, I'm probably going to have to wrestle again. I was astounded. I was actually kind of amazed they didn't have like him do a thing with Bruce Pritchard, brother love, who was there that night. That's, that was your concern. <laughs> no, I was. I was wondering. No, that wasn't a concern. It was just something I thought. I was like, huh, they should have done that. At least have him run into him. Well, the other thing, actually, I didn't mention this. I told you guys. I I went to the Bruce Pritchard show at the Barclays the Friday before. Uh... And that was fucking great. So we end this Undertaker segment confused. Don't know what the fuck this means, and if the reports are apparently that he's going to face John Cena at WrestleMania, this would have been the perfect time to set something up. What'd you guys? What'd you guys think of this segment? Uh, did, you, did, did you at least like like the nostalgia factor at first? It's always good. It's always good to see him, but it has to have a point. Undertaker. Yeah. People don't realize when Undertaker doesn't have a point. He's kind of awkward. He has to have, like, a point to what he's saying, or it has to be leading to something. I dug 29 holes for 29, 29 souls. That, that was, that, there was a point to that. That's why that was cool. But right. this was a little bit this was a little bit weird. Tyler, what did you think of this? Well, I'm a huge Undertaker fan, yeah. so I was just I, going... I think, I think everybody here is an Undertaker fan, right? Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll go on, sir. So I was kind of like in the mindset, of like, oh my god, Undertaker, 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 Undertaker. I was like geeking out, like I'm like five years old again, watching um, Raw's War. But as the pro- as the segments end, I'm I'm like, is that it? And then I'm like, uh, playing back what he said in my head, and I'm like, is he gonna do another match? Is he retiring? Because you can go either way with what he said. You can either say like, oh, he's gonna do the match, or no, he's retiring. Like you, you can go either way with it. The way I would have done it, if you, if they were if they are going to do John Cena versus Undertaker, then implicate the Barclays Center with it. Have John Cena come out and call Undertaker on the Titan Tron. Undertaker is being streamed on the Titan Tron and like Titan Tron, Titan Tron. Like, I think that, I think that's what everybody else predicted. Either that or Taker was going to go to both buildings. That's probably like everybody was thinking. Oh, they're putting him on at uh, eight fifty five. He's, he's probably going to get over the Barclays by 10, uh, 10 o'clock. Yeah, and they just, and well, as we get more into it, obviously, that did not happen. So, I uh, actually, when it, when it comes down to it, I do not want to see him wrestle another match because I'm afraid if I, if I, if he does do another match, he's just going to disintegrate into nothing but bones. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I just I just want this man to just be with Michelle McCool and just be in like somewhere in Bubblefuck Texas and just retire, man. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh okay. 
So the problem. What, what did you get out of this segment? So I was the only one out of the three of us on that night that was like, okay, I see where they're going. The main focus of it was it's 25 years, they're looking back and everything, and Taker kind of closed his chapter. Now, do I think it's the end of The Undertaker? I wouldn't mind if it is, however. However, we want that Zena match. I think we all want John Zena and Undertaker to at least end it there. I wanted wanted it at WrestleMania 30. I wanted that match five years ago. Exactly. I I, 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 I gotta say this on the record. I am perplexed by the people who still say to them, oh, like the people who like five years ago, like three years ago, who were like, oh, but we never got Johnson. We never got Undertaker versus Sting. We never got Undertaker versus Johnson. Here's the thing you gotta realize. Guys, the Undertaker is 50 fucking years old. Sting was 50 fucking years old. Okay? You don't want the match. You don't. Okay. You think you, you want this want match. Ben, ben, hold on, hold on. I want to add on to, I want to ask a question now. Ben, say the streak was alive, would you, as a fan, been interested in a Taker Cena or a Taker Sting match at, a, at one of these WrestleManias? If the streak, if, if, if the, the streak, streak was, was still if intact. the streak was still a thing, sure. But the streak hasn't been a thing for like how long now? Five years? Going on five years now? That's, yeah. I just feel like since that streak was broken, everybody's focus is, isn't on the streak. It's more of now we're looking at the Undertaker, his physical uh, state, his health, and basically his uh, age that just keeps getting higher and higher every year. I'm just going to say this for the record. All of his matches since Triple H in Hell in a Cell, all of his matches at Mania have sucked. Wait, no, you, no, the trip, the CM Punk match was his be- uh, last great match. Was his last, top, in terms of like, that was, well, the Triple H one was the last good one in terms of like streak storytelling of actually building up somebody who could credibly beat him. And the CM Punk one was just a good match. You didn't like CM Punk and Taylor that much? No, I, I liked it. It was fine. But I, you know, you didn't think, no one in their right mind thought CM Punk was going to beat him. Nobody thought that. Oh, Everyone I, thought it. I, Nobody I, thought that shit. Ben, yeah, Punk was coming from one of the greatest title runs. 34 days into cutting promos about Ball Bear that is dead and tossing around an urn. Yeah, no one in the right mind thought he was going to win. Nobody, I, thought, I, 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 nobody I, I, thought Nobody thought. Brock Lesnar was going to beat him, and then he beat him. And oh, then he I did. That. I knew Brock was going to beat him. He I, has I, not I, had, had, I didn't think Punk. Him. I thought Punk. I didn't think Brock. We're we're getting massively off topic here, but okay. Like... Can I go back to what I thought of the promo? Yeah, go 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 on. <laughs> so again, oh, if it is a retirement, then good riddance to Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Love you, brother, but time to go. Now, if they do want to set the Xena feud up, has to be at the Rumble. Has to be. But do you think? But do you think this is a bad start to set up that match? Yeah. If if they're yeah, going of. toward the match, then. It's a weird start because mm. what does Zena reply with? Oh, you want to leave without oh, one man. more match? But then Zena's the, the heel in that match. But it would be is, weird. Hold on, let's go back at 2017 for John Cena. Remember his feud with Roman Reigns, and he was throwing little snippets about the Undertaker, be like, "Hey, Roman, you you say you're the big dog, but you just put an old man on the shelf. That's all you did." Like at that point. 
in Undertaker, in storyline sense, why would the Undertaker let that comment go? Mm. Should he come at the like the fucking instant, like the lights go off and be like, "You motherfucker, I'm gonna kill you." You called me old. Like, like it doesn't make sense. Like five months after, then you're gonna be like, "I want you, motherfucker." Like, I don't know the the whole. We'll see what happens with. At least I would. I thought this was leading to Taker announcing himself for the Royal Rumble match. That's what I was thinking. But they didn't do that. Basically, it was a nostalgia factor, and he looked pissed at the end because the people didn't chant "Rest in Peace" with him. Meanwhile, we have backstage segments to talk about. I have three up at the top of my head, and all of these were very weird and funny. We had Kurt Angle in the backstage getting all excited. Former ESPN co- correspondent Jonathan Coachman makes his return. Coach, 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 coach. coach. I love you. Brother Love shows up. I love you. Once again, Harvey Whippleman, yep. uh, the, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn. The greatest, Harvey Whippleman, the greatest women's champion. Uh, we also Facts. got, we, we also got um, Teddy Long, Hollow Hollow, and the Boogeyman. I popped. I fucking popped for that yeah, shit happened. And John the Coachman had the most confused look on his face ever. Be like, I left ESPN to do this? This shit. So, then we also get APA segments as well. The first one of the night is with Heath Slater and Rhino. And Heath Slater's betting all his money because he's got kids, damn it. And Million Dollar Man throws a fucking, fucking wad of cash on the table and laughs maniacally with the Million Dollar Championship. As you would. As he should, because he's the Million Dollar Man. Yes. Uh, When I mentioned the final APA segment, there was something missing to that. I'm going to mention that later. Uh, then we get a great Intercontinental Championship match. Roman Reigns versus The Miz. Makes you and wonder why this wasn't the main event, quite honestly. But, uh, there was a lot of weird things on the show, but out of all the weird things, this was the best match of the show. Oh, yeah. This was the only like real match, quite honestly. Like, but honestly, this, for a Roman Reigns match, this was his great... This is one of his best matches, and The Miz was phenomenal during this. At one point during the match, the, as The Miz Taraj is getting kicked out of the ringside, Miz takes off the turnbuckle off the second uh, rope and puts uh, Roman Reigns goes for a spear, hits his Samoan head on the turnbuckle, Miz hits the skull cut crushing finale, and we get Miz as the new intercontinental. It's his Samoan head on it. So when he stubs his toe, he stubs his Samoan toe. He should have. Samoans have hard heads. That I call bullshit on this. Okay. But the but the Miz is the new intercontinental champion, which Mm. makes it eight times. Yep, eight times. Which makes me want to see. The Miz versus Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania. That Badly. would be cool. But I mean, this, it's at this point, it was Not having Jericho come out with that. That's a solid point. We'll get into that. We'll talk about that when we get into like what we think about for WrestleMania in the coming weeks. But mm-hmm. the thing we now need to talk about is, you may be thinking to yourself, yeah, we've been, we haven't really been mentioning the Manhattan Center a lot, have we? I was about. I was There's about to... a reason for that. <laughs> Thank so, God the 205 line. No, no, no. You're burying the lead here. First of all, the setup, why people were so pissed. Raymond, pray tell, how much did people, Max, pay to get into the Barclays Center for Raw? Uh, for Barclays, I believe. It was maybe a thousand. Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center. Manhattan, okay. Manhattan I said Center. I wanted to see this like for a comparison for like a basic okay. ticket. 
How much for the Barclays Center? Basic ticket, I think, was maybe 60, 70 bucks was on top. All right. Compared to Mahan Center was, I think, a man of $200. All right. And when you went to the Barclays Center, say what you will about it, you got Vince McMahon, Stone Cold, The Miz, Roman Reigns, the, the women's division. You got a lot of stuff. You went to the Manhattan Center. I was just what, about to bring this Michael? Up. Pray tell, what did you get for those four hundred dollars that I, I, you paid? I was just about to mention this. Uh, so, so, so everybody in Barclays is watching Roman Reigns versus The Miz. Meanwhile, Manhattan Center, they're getting Mustafa Ali versus Lindsay Dorado in a three-minute double countout. Two hundred five live tour. <laughs> the problems. Next. Uh, so I wanted to also mention this. Before the Roman Reigns and Miz match, they introduced old Raw GMs. John Laurinaitis came out, William Regal, and a shocking Eric Bischoff appearance on Monday Night Raw. He got on the dumpster! He got on the dumpster! <laughs> he got a massive pop, though. I, I will give the, I will give him this. He's back! And better than ever. Better than ever. Got so, a knack. So okay, they go. So they go back to the Manhattan Center because we need to show a match from the Manhattan Center. We get Bray Wyatt versus Woken Matt Hardy. This match was not good. No, it was not. I didn't even see it. it like, this, that's how bad it was. I didn't this was a very disappointing match. The only good spot was Bray Wyatt did the thing in the corner where he leans back and he smiles at his opponent, and Matt Hardy with uh, with a straight wonderful. Basically, he did that. <laughs> And funny enough, all three of us missed it because it was that quick. Yep. So Bray, so Bray Wyatt wins this match. And, okay, so I'm going to mention this as well. We go back to the Barclays and we see that the APA are back. They have MVP. I don't know why he was invited, but he got the invitation. And we also see Jeff Hardy at the table. Now, remember this. Back at the Manhattan Center, while that vignette is playing, Jeff Hardy came out. comes out at the Manhattan Center with Matt Hardy, and Ben, what was he singing to the crowd? Well, fade away and classify myself as obsolete. Obsolete! We missed that for APA. Fuck you, Manhattan Center. Fuck you, Manhattan Center. Well, not, you okay. complain and you oh, got Brother Nero. Okay, okay, not really fucking Manhattan Center. Fuck us, because we didn't get to see that on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good point. But also, Jeff Hardy has the powers of Rick Rude. I, being able to appear in two goddamn buildings in the same time. No, 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 no. Mike, this is, where, this is where you have to think. One was Jeff Hardy. The other one was Brother Nero. Get in the corner. Ooh. Get in the corner. I do have to comment I do have to comment on this one thing I saw and if you follow me on Facebook you may have seen me post something akin to do wrestling fans even enjoy wrestling and if you're wondering what spawned that on there was this dude this jamook in the front row of hard cam I believe at the Barclays Center it may have been the Manhattan Center I forget nope it was the Barclays Center He's hold this dude who he's on hard cam. He probably paid up at least three hundred to four hundred dollars for that chair. Probably about fifty, maybe about forty to fifty dollars in snacks and shit. And this dude is holding up a sign that says WWE used to be cool. Dude, I didn't even see that. There is this. I shit you not. Go. I for shit you not. Go back. Yep. There is this dude in the true. front row, and I think he's like second. 
Is he first round or is he second round? Second or third, man. And he's holding up a bright-ass green sign that says, WWE used to be cool. Oh, the problems here. Let Yes, you might be asking, what's the problem with this? Let me count the ways. One, WWE used to be cool. Okay, what fucking era are you referring to, dude? Because you look 30. Secondly, you are slamming WWE... When you shill out $300 in the three figures for a front row seat. <laughs> ben, I think he might have paid close to four figures. Yeah, four For that figures. seat, he probably paid twelve to $1,500. Even more so. For that so night. You're going to shill out your hard-earned money for something, that. and then you're Come going on. to immediately insult it. That is beautifully moronic to me. That's all I wanted to say on that. Wow, that dude makes wrestling fans as a whole look terrible. That just pisses me off because he was at the better show, honestly. So, like, how do you complain when you were at the Barclays Center? I agree. Moving on from the from that abomination. Get to the peep show. Christian host with Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. This segment was confusing too. Yeah. And if you blink, you missed it. Yeah, but I don't know why this had to be Christian doing this. It was cool to see him. Don't get me wrong. I love Christian, but he didn't really add much He didn't even get an entrance. He got a job entrance. He got the job entrance. So you're probably wondering, what did this whole thing accomplish? Because you see Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan have a Raw Tag Team Championship match against Cesaro and Sheamus this Sunday, which I completely forgot until that very moment. I think everyone did. So they come out, we all and, did. and basically Christian is praising Seth Rollins. He's being like, uh, you're going from deep, the lunatic, your shield brother, Dean Ambrose, to Jason Jordan. How does that make you feel? And then Jason Jordan interrupts him, being like, it's phenomenal, Christian. Then Barr come out, and basically they steal Kurt Angle's chant and direct it towards Jason, uh, Jason Jordan, and the crowd go along with it. Uh, basically, there's a brawl after this, and Seth Rollins hits Jason Jordan with the flying knee. Dissension. Dissension in the ranks, it would appear. So, that accomplished a whole lot of something. Well, we did We did get to see the Barclays Center just completely just beat the hell out of uh, Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That motherfucker was, was, didn't even say, like, a war without some, without people, the Barclays booing him. He might say, like, ah, boo, ah, boo. I was laughing at this. Does anyone remember the last time we saw Christian and Edge both together at a Raw or SmackDown? I can't remember which. I, think, I remember when they were literally a, tried to kill him. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I'm like, that's the last time Edge and Christian were on TV. Cause like all law, all student shit. Yeah, that lasted for like a week. What happened to that story? Like, hey, just hey, die Seth, out. Hey Seth, you're uh, you're a good guy now. I like you. You try to kill my fake brother. Remember? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we go from this into Elias walking backstage, and who does he run into? But New Japan Pro Wrestling star Chris Jericho wearing his <laughs> Alpha Club t-shirt. He's and wearing the Alpha that. Club shirt. Chris Jericho doesn't give a fuck. So basically, Elias is like, you want to walk with a lot, uh, walk with me? And Jericho's like, no, but I have a song for you. Can I use your guitar? And Elias is like, nope. Jericho then goes, well, I have a song for you. And basically the punchline is, you're on the list. The list is to return. (laughs) Would you like to tell the fans what I told you during that segment? 
We can't recall. Okay. So I I don't know why blurred out when I saw Jericho. Why does he have a guitar? Oh wait, oh yeah, Fozzie. <laughs> wow. Basically, I honestly in forgot. The world. <laughs> that he, yeah. I, I just want to point out I totally missed this segment and I was and I'm so pissed that like I missed Chris Jericho. You know what the funny thing is about this whole thing? Is that it wasn't the fact that Jericho put him on the list or even that Elias even interacted with Chris Jericho. It's the fact that everybody marked the fuck out over a goddamn t-shirt. Just saying. The t-shirt got over more than the segment. But yeah. speaking... I just want to point out that Chris Jericho shit a guitar out of his ass. He did. Point that out. Where did he pull that thing from? This, this mo- hey, dude. Hey, does anybody <laughs> nice. here watch... Does anybody here watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged? Yo, I did. It's like with with this millennium guitar that I keep clenched between my buttocks. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, about five of our viewers I, I, are gonna I, get that joke. I don't care. I am gonna try and segue away from this when they when the next thing they did on Raw was honor the female wrestlers over the past couple of years on Monday Night Raw. Women such include the Bella Twins, Maurice, Boo. Yay, Kelly Kelly. Yay! Will Garcia. Yay! Remember, the female wrestlers. Wrestlers in big old air quotes. Jacqueline, whose hairline is going farther back. Oh, you guys gotta, if I could interject for but a moment, y'all gotta hear this. Y'all wanna talk about things that were said during the show. Matt the Daddy contacted me during this Raw because he was just as confused as we were. And he texted to me during that a procession of past female talent. He said, wow, I forgot how many of these women weren't actually wrestlers and how many of them were just straight-up bimbos. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, other women, Tori Wilson, who looks amazing. She has. Wow, that woman has yep. kept in shape. Good honor. She looks great. Uh, so I'm a cool, uh, she looked all right. Uh, Terry Reynolds, who looks like who who goes to Botox therapy every fucking day. I'm just saying, uh, like, keep her yeah. away from fucking gold dust. I'm surprised they didn't do anything, which is kind of a good thing. Uh, Maria Callas, who made his, his made her first appearance ever since she announced she was pregnant, and Trish Stratus, who got a resounding ovation. Notice, oh. one, per- notice one person that is missing. From My this, girl from from this group of people that was on the chairs. And on the promo photo, Lita. my girl, Lita. People asked why you want to be careful screaming that, buddy. Your wife is gonna like call out from the next room. Who the fuck's your girl, motherfucker? She knows. She knows. I love Lita. So basically, Lita did. Uh, people were asking on Twitter why you want to be She was getting an invite. What did she do to piss them off? What did she do to piss these people off, indeed? Wasn't she on, like, the pre-show, like, about a month ago? I, Why uh, didn't I think so. I don't know. I don't know too much about it. So, I just want to get to this, because this was probably one of the real highlights of star-making, uh, star-making performance here. Elias comes out. He's about to play a song. With the best quote so far of the year. It took them 25 years to find me. And I have to say, they finally got it right. Then he goes on and sings a song and buries Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, The Undertaker, every legend imaginable 
the John Cena comes out. John Cena runs him down. I did not expect the way this segment was going to go. Because we've seen this segment before. Not just with Elias, but with this kind of thing in general. I didn't expect this to go where it went. Because this Raw was not perfect. But the one thing that I can say without cert- with complete certainty coming out of this Monday Night Raw, Elias Sampson is a goddamn star. <laughs> because what happens is, I'm, I gotta take this because I've been, this was the moment that popped me, man. I was like, holy shit, this was what I loved that night. He low blows Cena, batters him with his fucking guitar, eat your heart out, Jeff Jarrett, that, that's how you do it. And he and he stands loud and pro- and hits John Cena with his fadeaway slam. That was amazing. And he's standing tall over John Cena on a major broadcast. I would not be surprised if Elias Sampson either a feuds with Cena going into Mania, or don't laugh. I would not be surprised if Elias Sampson won the Royal Rumble. Ben you, ben, you want to hear something very interesting? Why Elias was in this spot? Why? Because Samoa Joe is hurt. Hmm. So, so Elias filled in for Samoa Joe. And before Elias even hit John Cena with the guitar, he also said this famous line, John is a lot like Brooklyn, as in he has no balls. Which I wanted to break the TV. I couldn't. I was at Ben's house. <laughs> You break this TV, I take a piece out of your ass. So Elias is taking advantage of Mojo's injury, and he did very well in this whole thing. He looked he looked like a legit threat to John Cena and to anybody in the Royal Rumble match. And he knows how to generate heat. He knows the exact time when to stop, when to when the crowd is basically singing along with them or speaking. So I appreciate it, but now it's time to shut your mouths and walk with Elias. Yeah, I, I mentioned that to Mike. It was perfect that he's like, wait, I'm a, he- I'm a heel. Let me get some heat. And instantly knows what to trigger the crowd, and it was perfect. It was so we go back to the APA uh, office, and they're now Apollo Crews, Tyson O'Neill, Natalia, The New Day, and The Usos, and Jay Uso, who put, <laughs> didn't look like he served any time in jail. Nope. Uh, <laughs> basically, he later bet up all bet all his money, and Dana Brooke basically told him that, unfortunately, you have lost all your money. You know who's missing? IRS. You could have been like, taking all that money, been like, thanks for paying your taxes, you dumbasses. But no, he wasn't there. That so was true. Get, Where was IRS? I don't know. Ted DiBiase was there, but no uh, Mike Rotundo. So we got Titus O'Neil and Apollo Crews versus Slater and Rhino, but fuck that. That's not the whole point of this whole thing, because the Dudley Boys made a surprise appearance on Monday Night Raw. Didn't he in retire? The, in, like In Barclays. Didn't he retire? Barclays. D- didn't he retire? Ben, he retired in the Manhattan Center. He's able to compete at the Barclays. Didn't he retire? Didn't Devon retire? He did retire. He did retire. Ben, can you come how many people have voted up at the Brooklyn and the Barclays at this point in the show with Dudley Boys counted? It's about like, what, 15? Yeah. The Manhattan Center has... One at this point. Let's just keep track of that. So 
this was also funny too. I don't know if he fucked up during this because the Dudley boys were basically picking up Heath Slater and they're basically asking, get the tables. Rhino, who's Heath Slater's partner, by the way, just gets the table and is all happy about this. <laughs> he forgot. Wait, no, this is an ECW reunion. And then they do the 3D <laughs> on Heath and then Rhino is fucking running on the apron. Being, Yay, they put my partner to a table. Wait, what? <laughs> Rhino, go home. You're drunk. Rhino, go uh, home. You're drunk. You didn't. You uh, didn't. You're not mayor of Detroit. Uh, Mark Henry and the Godfather had a run-in, and basically he tried to have sex with Godfather's wife. Yep. Yep. Before this guy was Mark Henry, he was sexual chocolate. Okay, I just want to point out real, real quick. Okay, so when that segment happened, happened, my wife just came home from work. And she doesn't know really that much about wrestling. When she sits down, she just sees Mark Henry's called Sexual Chocolate. She just looks at me with the most confused <laughs> look on the planet. <laughs> Wouldn't they just being racist? No, uh, pro- probably. And do you know how difficult it is to explain sexual chocolate? Seriously? It That's is right. quite... It is quite just, confusing. But did you wind up explaining it to her, or you just left in the dark? I told her, listen, Mark. Uh, I told her, like, listen, Mark Henry. He had this thing called sexual chocolate. He'd go around and have sex with people. That's basically all you gotta know. But <laughs> now, actually, here's something that Brian Zane brought up for this segment. His the Godfather's wife was she a hoe? No, the that's just basically. He, uh, they've been married for so many years. She's, the re- she's actually the one that came up with the idea of the best act. Basically, the whole not character. Well, no, the joke is, did she turn? A, did he turn home into a housewife? Like oh! Wilson. Wilson. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I see where you were going. I don't see what you did there, buddy. Like Russell Wilson and many others. <laughs> oh, oh, my what gosh. happened next on Raw? A DX reunion! Yay! Yay! Everybody in the Barclay Center is... No, I'm sorry. Manhattan is happy again. <laughs> see, 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 everyone, that's the power of having two shows. We uh, confuse the Barclays with... Or two buildings. Yeah, we confuse the Barclays. We, uh, we confuse the Manhattan Center for the Barclays. See, now even I'm doing it. Didn't it work for WrestleMania 2? Nope. Didn't work Monday. So, Triple H and Shawn Michaels comes out. Shawn Michaels looks like shit. Yep. Yep. Age has not been kind to him. So, nope. basically, okay, I want to bring this up. So, Triple H has the mic, and he says, Without you people, this wouldn't be happening. Meanwhile, 10 minutes ago, they were chanting, we want refunds <laughs> in, in the head center. <laughs> Triple H, I, I love you, but God damn you. God damn it. You, just, you did that on purpose. So basically right. they said the rest, oh, before they even brought out the New Age Atlas, he brought up the fact that when DX started, it was Ravishing Rick Rude and the ninth wonder of the world, China. And Stephen McMahon at the Barclay Center threw a, a fucking vase across the room. <laughs> she she, she Stephen McMahon just turned to TT when she finds out Gohan is fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. so Triple H and Shawn Michaels bring out the New Age Outlaws and basically SmackDown writer Road Dogg and New Japan Pro Wrestling star Billy Gunn. 
they're doing the whole thing, and Triple H is like, there's still one more, and out walks X-Pac, who actually looks much better than Shawn Michaels. Oh, hey, Mike, Bobby, before you continue, can I take the horn on this one? Because this was something that pissed me off, and everyone else off. Are you talking oh, about, are, are, I know are you, where you're going. Are, are you talking about when they brought out Razor Ramon? Yep. Again, I wanted to throw something at Ben Stevens. And immediately went to commercial. It's like, it's the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Here's a fucking commercial for KFC and Sonic. By the way, if I have to see, side tangent, I'm sorry, I gotta say something. If I'm gonna see that fucking commercial with those two dipsticks for Sonic sitting in their car (laughs) one more time, I swear to God. Tyler, go ahead. So, for, for those who didn't watch Raw, and why we are saying this, and if you didn't, then here you go. So... They bring out Razor Ramon, who, by the way, he looks pretty good for his age, and I want that jacket, because that's hot. Yes. Oh. Nope. Tyler, walked... but, but, hold on. Before you keep going, did you know what WWE originally told him to do? Bring his ring gear, yeah. He didn't come out of his ring gear. They changed their minds. Yeah, I was afraid that he was going to start wrestling, like, but... God, to... God only knows what he would look like in his old ring gear. Oh, my God. He was... Oh, my God. He looks sad. Ever heard like stories of what what he would look like in the in like the WCW days or like WWF days? I've, like, yes, I've seen, I've seen yeah. them all. Have you? Yeah. You know what's insane to me? Like Razor Ramon would look like how every old indie, every old legend appearing at an indie show for an appearance looked like. It says a lot to me that one of the people who's still in shape when I see him at wrestling shows is fucking Nunzio. He can work. But continuing off of Razor Ramon. So, Razor Ramon's coming out, as Razor Ramon does, and everything's mm-hmm. going good. And then, black. <laughs> Commercial break. Commercial break, everyone. <laughs> I just said, what the fuck was Also, just, just so everybody knows, this was at 10.40, and they had to do the commercial. So, like, on my side of things... I hear Razor Ramon's music because I, I was busy doing making dinner for my wife, and I just hear other words not Razor Ramon's music. I'm like, am I going crazy? I go out and I look at the TV and see a commercial. I'm like, oh, okay, this is doing commercial. I said that. I'm like, wait, during an entrance? Like, who the fuck does that? Von Gavin, Kevin, doing. I legit thought somebody fucked up and they were going to go right back, but no, that was planned. So Razor Ramon gets in the ring, basically, and. I give Scott Hall all the props for this because he knows what's going on in, in outside of WWE. And he does a and he does a thing where um, basically all of us in this building are too sweet. He does that. Out comes the Power Club. This segment just got kind of cool and weird at the same time. Now Finn Balor comes out and he's doing his whole entrance thing. It looks really awkward in the Manhattan Center. Yup. So he comes out with Gallows and Anderson and Triple H, X-Pac, Scott Hall, and Shawn Michaels throw up the two sweet, and the Battle Club give them a two sweet right back. That was cool. That was genuinely cool. Can I ask you guys an odd question, and you may not agree with it? Do you guys think that the Manhattan Center looked smaller on WWE television than when we've seen it in person? Oh, yes. Definitely. I've been in the Manhattan Center once or twice with Mike. It's it's much bigger than the show. Yeah, that was weird to me. Hey, 
Ben, isn't the Manhattan Center the place under the Hammerstein, though? No, it's above. Because Artwise is usually the it's Hammerstein. Above. So you guys been inside the Hammerstein? I've been to the Hammerstein. It's, it's like on the top floor. Oh, uh, okay. Just uh, Hammerstein's at the uh, on the bottom floor. So they do the two sweep, and then out walk the revival. This segment is getting weirder and weirder because now we have an impromptu tag match with no build. Gowers and Anderson win in two minutes, and then basically everybody hit their finisher, and everybody celebrated and screamed, "Oh, happy day!" Now they go, they cut to uh, back to the Barclays to show that I'm coming up next is Braun Strowman, The Miz, and, no fuck, Braun Strowman, Kane, and Lesnar having a face off. Hold, 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 Mike, 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 hold on, hold on. You, I just want to point this out. Do you guys know who, who originally that was for, for the revival? Uh, fuck. Uh, who? Enzo. That, that, he, was, he was supposed to be beaten up by DX and Power Club? Yep. Wow. That would have actually made a lot more sense. Sucks to be the revival. But you know what? Okay, not to... Okay, no, no sucks to revival because they at least got a moment on Raw 25. They could have just stayed in the back, but no, they got it. So, meanwhile, back in on the feed, they're showing Braun Kane and Brock make their entrances. Meanwhile, back in the Manhattan Center, Seth Rollins and The Miz drove to the Manhattan Center and got in the ring. And, and Seth talked about ROH. Yes, and then Seth did a curb stomp for everybody in the Manhattan Center. What is happening at this point? This was weird. This so whole show is so confusing. This show is confusing and yeah. weird and stupid and awesome. And so I haven't been this confused by a WWE pay-per-view or a TV event in years. So, while that's happening, we have uh, Brock, Braun, and Kane having a face-off with all of the Raw Legends that they uh, brought in for the night, APA, Brother Love, The Boogeyman. I just just love the fact that on commentary, they said that basically these legends are here to keep everybody apart. You expect Bruce Pitcher to keep Brock Lesnar and Brock Strowman apart? Come on, man. It's I believe that, like, Kurt Hawkins can keep all those forces apart. God. Oh, by the way, I need to mention this part. The commentary teams. Back at Buckley's, it's Corey Graves, <laughs> Michael Cole, Booker <laughs> T. Meanwhile, at the Manhattan Center, it's Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross. When they're at the Buckley Center, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler were fucking falling asleep at commentary. <laughs> now, I, I just I, I want to point out, JR claims that they were not sleeping. In my mind, they were meditating. So let's just go. No, I know. I, I knew Jerry Law was fucking sleeping. I don't know what oh. Jr. was doing. <laughs> oh yeah, Jerry Law was out like a light, and Jr. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I feel bad for Jr. because uh, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but over the weekend, uh, the charges for the kid that uh, allegedly uh, murdered uh, his wife got uh, dropped. Unfortunately. So, yeah, so, that... so Jim Ross wasn't having a good weekend, and just the photo of him allegedly sleeping. In the Manhattan Center, just probably didn't add, uh, didn't help any further. <sighs> no, because I gotta think, like, probably, like, he t- he like said, yeah, I'll go for all 25 after the whole weekend. 
and like, okay, this show has to be good because I just had a rough weekend. I just want to call wrestling. Like, that's my job. I love doing it and shit like that. And he gets nothing. He probably fell asleep during two or five live matches. <laughs> yeah, he's all like, who are these guys? So, okay, I'll know. Also, not for nothing, but when they uh, go back to the Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy match, they acted like they didn't know any of the moves. Jim Ross, I can kind of be fine with because he's been doing New Japan for a couple uh, months now. But Trey Lawler is a... He hasn't left. He does the pre-shows. He knows who is on the show. So commentary was not a not a plus on the show either. I feel so, like they were told maybe focus on the gimmicks, yeah. and they just went nuts with moves. It was like, ah, uh, that was just a psychotic move. Uh, this and that, and Matt has big teeth. It was like the unorthodox uh, style, the hard hitting style, the rough and tumble. Yeah. So like. Overall, like I feel like we've reached like the precipice of everything as far as, far as Oh, I'm not, I'm not even done yet, Mister Benjamin. <laughs> oh my this god! Is long, <laughs> this is a we, long cause, episode because we because we didn't even get to the part of what they did to build up the Universal Championship match. Oh so boy! So basically, oh, so basically wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. This is the part of the episode, guys. If you're already tired, pause, get an energy drink, and buckle up. Mike, we got a while ago. Okay, so Braun comes out first, and basically all the legends. This is oh, like the bit. Why, why oh god! Do, like Mike is officially lost his mind, and like we're just reeking the benefits from it. And who's here? Yeah. Is actually who here has seen the Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler? I have. And there's this bit where uh, there's some dude in the back where Adam Sandler's losing his shit, and he's like, he's losing his mind. <laughs> And I am reaping all the best. What are you talking about? I'm doing just fine, as I put it. He's losing his mind, and we're reaping all the benefits. Oh no! Thank you, Mike, again. Ben, you know what we must do? Let's get through this. Let's get through this. Give me the satisfaction. Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. Satisfaction. 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 I love how me and Tyler knew we were. Come on oh, and slam, God. and welcome to the jam. Okay, okay, let me Mike's going to kill us. Mike. Braun Strowman is in the ring with a bunch of old dudes and MVP who thinks he has a WWE contract. Nope. He has a Legends contract. MVP <laughs> <laughs> was acting like he was going to be WWE forever. <laughs> Just look at his face. He was happy. So Braun Strowman comes out. Kane comes out with his horrible audible pyro that's not there and basically you have the boogeyman the new day the usos holding king back for fuck's sake braun Strowman is in the ring just getting ready to beat up get to fucking throw hands he's ready to eat, eat the arena essentially so then paul Heyman comes out he introduces brock brock then takes the universal title and throws it on the fucking ramp he runs down kills kane then he's about to kill braun braun reverses and then fucking does a running power slam to Brock on the outside to the, through the announce table. And at first, the table didn't break. It just stood there and then collapsed. Japanese table! And then Braun Strowman poses on the top rope, with Bruce Pritchard smiling in the background, and that's how you end Raw 25. What a fucking load. <laughs> the best thing on this show... Was stone cold at the beginning, and then a nose dive. <laughs> <laughs> that that's being sums it up. Stone cold. 
Stone Cold, and then dead. Three Eli- hours, everyone. El- Elias became a star. If fucking <laughs> that was it, man. This, this show, this show was this show was weird and long and stupid and cool and grating and grating at the same time. I have never been more perplexed watching a a WWE wrestling show in a while. I I was I found Great Balls of Fire more competently put together than this and that was called Great <laughs> Balls of Fire. Fire. Great Balls of Fire was actually a really good pay-per-view. I don't it know was. why everybody hates it. The this, this was this was rather insane to me because this wasn't really a wrestling show. There was barely any wrestling on it. This was a this, bunch this, of this was a nostalgia fest. This was this was a big event uh, show, and I as the as the person of the founding father of GAWP, I vote that we do not review SmackDown and just take a break right now. And then when we come back, we talk about Royal Rumble and NXT predictions. That sounds pretty damn good to me. Here's SmackDown but, in a but, nutshell. But, but I want to talk about SmackDown. Can I, can I just point- your, okay, you know what? I'm on. A, I'm in a mood tonight. Here's, oh, your, Smackdown. Here's your SmackDown review. Call me. Everybody shut up. Here's your SmackDown review. Sarah looks dominant. She's not in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Sami Zayn gets a win on AJ Styles. AJ Styles beats Kevin Owens. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan are going to have a WrestleMania match. I don't want it. There's your SmackDown review. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Guys, he is mad because he's not winning on Sunday. Hey, Mike, I'll only only cut to Mike. I'll only cut to commercial on the promise that you say the following line. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I am mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be right right back. And after these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, GAWP Nation, this is Avenging Ben popping in with a quick little ad. Don't forget that Capital Wrestling returns to 301 Garden Street in Hoboken, New Jersey on the 10th of February next month for Master Class. It is going to be an amazing event, all capped off by Jeff Cannonball, the last one to die, going one-on-one with the ultimate Haas himself, the Master of Excellence. And don't forget, there will also be two, count them, two championship matches. Eric Royal going one-on-one with Ken Dixon for the Capital Championship, and the Memfo Mofo going one-on-one on one with the colossal one Mike Law for the Sapphire TV Championship. Guys, this is going to be an amazing show, stacked top to bottom with some of the best talent working today. Don't forget 301 Garden Street, Capital Wrestling, Hoboken, New Jersey on the 10th of February. Guys, I can't sell this show enough to you. Get yourself a ticket, get your asses in those seats, and you should make sure to come to the Capitol. Mike, dear Which God, is? calm yourself! Calm yourself, dear God! Mike, calm yourself! <sighs> <laughs> okay no raw 25 kind of broke you a little bit tell you what i think i know mike i think i know the one thing that can probably cheer you up if i can if we can get him back in here right do you think right do you think you can get him back in here did he did he get his car parked uh hold on let me see hey hey all right come here come, come. okay hey Jamaco, get in here take the mic take it Hola, señor Ben. Hola, señor Mike. Hola, señor. Hey, no. Hola, primo Tyler. Hola. How are you doing there? 
Sí, Tyler, you're my familia. Yes. Tell the folks at home. Yeah, for the people who are not in the know, um, Pepe and I, it turns out that Pepe and I are actually related. <gasps> yeah, Mike, check this shit out. What a twist. Uh, Pe- He's my primo. Yeah, he, he, he's my he's my second cousin. I believe that's what it is on my on my mom's side. He's my mom. He's my mom's sister's son. See. Uh, did you? Get, uh, by the way, did you get invitations to the reunion yet? Because I haven't got anything yet. <gasps> it's like watching an episode of the hospital. See, Senor Tyler, me got it in the border mail. Yeah, I did in the mail box. Well, Border mail. Well, 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 text me the details because I have no idea. So, I, so that way I know where it's gonna be at. So, I gotta, so Pepe, Pepe. Hola, okay, chamaco. Okay, I gotta ask to you something. Ray, I, I mean, fuck Ray. Ray, get the fuck out of here, right? Pepe, yeah, I gotta ask you. No, Pepe, I got. Pepe, Pepe, I gotta ask you something. Pepe, your friend, your best buddy, your best buddy Kalisto had a little bit of an incident on 205 Live a few weeks ago. Oh no! Fucking fire, dude. Me one thing that Pepe got right this weekend is indeed the Royal Rumble and Woo! not only that Woo! it's NXT Philadelphia Woo! so without further ado let's get into it Mike lay the NXT Philadelphia card on us and let's give some predictions which I will be intended to so if you see me you can say hi <laughs> An NXT TakeOver Philadelphia. There's only five matches on this show at the moment. Okay. They added a fifth match tonight. Ooh. It will be Cassius Ono going one-on-one with a Velveteen Dream. 
That's a match. Oh, that's going to be a good match. Velveteen, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream will win. I got the dream. Tyler, by chance, are you are are you happy that they're banking the Mighty Ducks into a TV show? Wait, they are. Yeah. (laughs) What what did this happen? Like today. You're just saying quack for the fuck of the. Oh. I'm saying quack for um Krillin, but um. Oh. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> oh no, or the dream. Uh, I'm going with Oh no. <laughs> I'm going with Velveteen Dream. I'm going with the dream as well. Damn, I'm alone on this one. God damn. Uh, I feel like they're going to add this match last minute. Lars Sullivan versus Killian Dane. If this does happen. Uh, oh. Lars Sullivan. That's a Haas match. I'm going to go with Sullivan too. I'm going to say Lars as well. If, if this match does happen. Lars as well, because, you know. Uh, Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and Conor Riley defend against the Authors of Pain, Occam and Reza. Uh, it's going to be... Can we all say it on, on, on three? One, One two, two, three. three. Undisputed, Undisputed Red Era. Dragon. Red Dragon, yeah. <laughs> And Authors of Pain wait, go wait, up. Hold on. Who, who is Red Dragon? They are known as Undisputed <laughs> I find it ironic that their finisher is still called Chasing the Dragon, even though they are no longer Red Dragon, which is weird. And they still do Total Elimination, which again, was their Ring of Honor move. Wait, wait, Ray, wait, wait, Ray, what did they do? Total Elimination! <laughs> but yeah, I think we all agree Red Dragon's going over. Yep. Next uh, up, no, the Undisputed no. Era. Yep. Undisputed Era. Let's say it all together. Undisputed <laughs> Era. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle, oh, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Era of Undisputed. <laughs> the Era of the Undisputed Ones. Uh, NXT, NXT <laughs> Women's Championship. Ember Moon defends against Shayna Baszler. 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 I'm saying I'm saying Ember Moon wins by DQ. Can I, I say, say something kind of weird? And this is uh, gonna feel weird to say, but Shayna Baszler is so ugly; she almost comes back around to being hot again. Whoa! <laughs> Hello, get in the corner. Whoa! No, that Shay- reminds me of indie news for later. Shayna Baszler is so like kind of weirdly like ugly. She kind of goes back around to becoming hot again. It's weird. Okay, listen. I don't think you should be using the word ugly. Aww, <laughs> uh, you just she, called Ben she, ugly. That's no, I'm not. I, I didn't say that. I said, I said Ben, he's blowing you again. Motherfuckers, all of you go in the corner. <laughs> I didn't even say anything wrong about her. I didn't say anything about her. I didn't say anything about the match. I didn't say anything about the Tyler, what's your prediction? Can I, I'm saying Ember Moon wins by DQ because I feel there's going to be a spot where uh, Shayna has like a submission hold and she doesn't let go for the count of five and and Ember Moon retains because right now it's too early to put the title on Shayna and she's only in this spot because Kyrie Singh got hurt. That's the only reason why this match is happening now. Uh, also, first time ever, Extreme Rules match. Adam Cole versus Aleister Black. Well, we don't need to ask Tyler who he's picking, so uh, I'm going to say, honestly, on this one, I'm going to go with Adam Cole. Uh, I'm going to go with, and I'm going to say it the right way, Adam Cole, baby! 
I'm saying I'm saying Adam Cole as well because he's gonna have the help of Old Fish. Old Fish. Old Fish. Old Fish. That's his new. That's his new name. It's not Red Dragon. Bobby Old Fish. Bobby Old Fish and Kyle and Bobby O'Reilly. Kylie. 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 Kylie Fish. Who's Kylie? Kylie Old Fish. Kylie Jenner is coming to help Adam Cole. Oh god! Are they gonna Man. challenge? Are they gonna challenge the authors of pain to a fish market street fight? <laughs> yes, Ben. Now you're getting the corner for real. <laughs> How dare you insult the fish market street fight, sir? The greatest stipulation ever thought of. Oh my god! Let me cut my dick for now. And you all no. know who I'm picking. So next match. Next match. He's picking top uh, main event. Main event. With in, in this in this and for this main event, there's a lot of questions going into what they're gonna do for the finish. Johnny Gagano versus Andrade Cien Almas with Selena Vega in the NXT Championship. Question: Does Tommaso Ciampa show up at this show? Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. Ben. Yes. Tyler. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're just all gonna say yes without explanation. Well, okay, I I say yes, and I'll just go and change my prediction. I see Johnny Gargano going over, and Tommaso coming out and kind of doing the Kevin Owens Sami Zayn feud, and he's gonna say that was supposed to be mine. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, I say we go. I, we do a little bit of old school um, returns here, and like towards the end of the match, Gargano comes in and just screws uh, Johnny Wrestling and almost wins. Uh, you mean Tommaso? <laughs> yes, you that's just said Gar- You just said Gargano helps Johnny. <laughs> it's been a long night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we well, told go- you prepare for a long. Well, well, I, well, I'm going. With, I'm gonna say, I'm saying the same thing as Tyler. Uh, to, to me, it makes it doesn't make sense that Tommaso helps Johnny win or let or he lets Johnny win the title. It's more of I'm, he's gonna stick it to him and be like, "You're not gonna win it before I do. You're gonna lose. Every, you're gonna continue to lose because of me." As, and and Tommaso is gonna retain. Ben, do you do you agree? I I feel similarly. I think that's probably what's gonna go down in some some way, some shape or form. Tommaso Ciampa has to be involved to some extent because that's probably the feud that's going to take us through like the first two or three months of, of 2018. Mm. So, oh, with, with that, let's finally get on to the nitty-gritty here. Let's get on to the big news. Let's get on to the Royal Rumble match. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen... It is time for the main event of the episode. And by the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we had a little something special going on this weekend for the Rumble, don't we? Yes, we do. For those who don't know, we recently created a brand new GAWP championship, of which the current holder is my good buddy and yours, the Psycho Superman Smiley. And this weekend, well, yeah, because it's going to be mine, but what happens is we have all picked random numbers. We've given, we've gotten I didn't numbers. get to pick! 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're picking a lot strong word to use. And what happens is we've each been given six random numbers, and what then in, in whoever's number ends up winning the rumble, that'll be the new champion. And whoever the runner-up is will receive the brand new GAWP Money in the Bank briefcase. Woo-hoo! So, so the participants of the match as follows: myself, Ray, Mike, Tyler, Matt, who's out there somewhere right now, probably lifting weights, and Smiley, who's hanging out at the asylum right now. So. But Hell yeah. yeah, so who is I? I can see now. Not even gonna show because he's scared to see the true champion face to face. All right. <laughs> but as for now, let us get into to give our predictions for the rumble is a little bit weird. So let's just start from the bottom of the card and work our way up. Mike, take it away. Thank you. Uh, SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships on the line. Two out of three falls. The Usos versus Gable and Benjamin. Benjables, I believe. <laughs> the world's greatest tag team volume. Hold, 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 hold on. Ben, what the fuck just came out of your mouth? Benjables. Are they edible? Yes! <laughs> Benjables. Do we smoke it? Ben, Benjables. Uh, that, that, that sounds like a catchphrase that you would have. Hey, yo! <laughs> Benjables! Ben, is that the new cereal that you're going to make popular? Yup. Fuck your bootios. Go and get yourself a hearty bowl of Benjables. They're fortified uh, with sugar. I said why. Oh, I'll start with Tyler on this one. Ah, oh, my. It's going to be the Uso Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree. With, I gotta agree with. I gotta agree with. Say, Tyler's gonna be. It's gonna be the Ooh, so penitentiary. Ah. 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 Okay, the sane one here. Okay, thank uh, God. Okay, thank God you're doing the voice. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Why? Not not because of the uh, DOI thing. Mm-hmm. Just I feel that's where the story's going. They're going to do it two out of three, and I feel it's going to be tied at the end, but Shelton's able to pull it off. I'm going to go with the Usos on this one. Uh, Raw Tag Team Championship match. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan take on Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm going to say the bar win the tag titles again. Sam, I'm going to go with the bar. I'm going with the bar as well. They need the titles because, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I believe in more when they have the titles. Right. I say bar as a result of Jason Jordan leaving Seth hanging. Oh, that's actually a legit good if, prediction. And if, the, Tasty. If, and if the rumor that I heard for the past week is true, we are possibly getting Rollins versus Jordan at WrestleMania. Which is why I said what I predicted. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why I picked up the bar as well, but Alrighty uh, then. To be, to be, to be honest, I don't want Rollins versus Jordan. Rollins Ooh. is so much better than this. Where else do you put uh, Rollins on the card, though? First Who do you pair him off with? Do a triple threat for the Intercontinental. Rollins, Balor, and Miz. Ooh, that's, Ooh. A, that's a good match. That's what I would do. Uh, what's, w- what's Hulk Mania later? 
WWE Championship in a handicap match. AJ Styles defends against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. If Sami or Kevin get the pinfall, they both become WWE Champion. I'm going to go with Owens and Zayn. I'm also going to go with Owens and Zayn. Uh, Tyler. Um, well, actually, it's kind of funny. I had no idea this was a handicap match until SmackDown. <laughs> I thought it was a simple threat. So I'm going to go with AJ Styles. And it would make sense why I picked him when we get to the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going with Cena and Generica. Yeah. Who? AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sam Zayn. I do not see a generic on Kevin's team. Who are these two troops? No, El Generico, El Generico is still in Mexico helping the orphans, and then Prince Puma ben, went to go help him. No, El Generico is not dead, he's helping the orphans, and Prince oh Puma just went and Prince Puma just went to help him. What did I just start? El Generico that? will live on forever. He is oh not my dead. God, man. <laughs> he is like Santa Claus and Slash. <laughs> okay. He will live on forever. Oh, Wait, no. Slash isn't real? Oh, no, Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. Wunter Slouch. Tyler, it's Wunter Slouch. Hold on, Ray. See what happens when you stop thinking indie for a second? I'm happy to talk about indie news later. Sorry. Triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman versus... I don't know why the fuck you're in this match. You're only here for the pin. Don't you have mayor stuff to do? Don't you have to be a mayor in Knoxville, Tennessee? But you know what? We need you on January 28th to eat a pin, and that is for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Please, Braun. Please, Braun. Please, Braun. Please. Uh, again, I'm going to go with the, bit of the booking rule. Braun looks strong on Monday. I'm going to say Brock. <laughs> That's how it is. If you, if you look strong on the go-home show. Yeah, that's basically how it works. Question, question, question. Does Triple H get involved? Yes. Mm. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Do you remember Survivor Series? <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's right. Oh, fuck. Because um, that's Braun's WrestleMania opponent. Yeah. yeah. So, with now, that. Now, you know what? I, I kind of... I would I wouldn't be mad if Braun does win the championship and just loses at the next month at the chamber pay per view. Oh, and Triple H screws him there. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it could work. Did it so take your booking with, with uh, Michaels? There's possibilities there, but for the love of God, if Kane wins this match, I am turning off the feed, and we are not doing any WWE ever again. Okay. <laughs> that that is a statement and a promise. With all of that out of the way, it's finally time to get to not one, but, but two. two it's a twofer. Two Royal Rumble matches. By the way, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention regarding the women's Royal Rumble match, and so I assume we'll do that one first. The little news, this yeah. little nugget of news that just came out today. Oh, Apparently, yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon, old lady balls herself, is going to be. On commentary for that. Mm-hmm. Is she going to win? Well, yeah. before, but before we get predictions, here are the announced uh, people for this match. Naomi, Asuka, Ruby Riot, Matuti, 
Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Tamina, Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, Nia Jack, Becky Lynch, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke. Paige, as we said earlier, has been taken out due to injury. Ronda <laughs> uh, I... Rousey. Uh, Tyler, you want to go? I'm still trying to think. Uh, I'm going with... um. I'm going. I have to go with Bay, and that's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I cannot wait for that five piece of bass to go in the WWE. <laughs> Your wife is gonna kill you. I can't wait for her to listen back to this episode. Ben, who you got? My pick, quite honestly, you need to have the first Royal Rumble kind of set the tone for what could happen in future years. Like I to go with Ronda just because like it'd be a good surprise but if you want to just use one in-house talent I'd say Becky Lynch would probably be a good choice because she's just sort of a good clean-cut baby face and you kind of want that for your first rumble you kind of want to use that to set the tone mm. I can uh, see that um, I'm gonna go I think was, I was gonna go with Becky but you said it's uh, you know I'm gonna go with the safe bet I'm gonna go with Oscar. Alright. So now we Th- are that's, on... That's my take two if Ronda show up. Okay. Just if, don't tell Mike okay. Keogh to the finish, please. Okay, if Ronda... Ra- okay, if Ronda Rousey is not there, who do you pick? Asuka. Uh, I'm going with Sasha. Becky. Okay, so let's get to the men's Royal Rumble. Ben, can you please cue up the music? The Royal Rumble. Let's get down to to it. The Royal Rumble. (laughs) Participants for the 30 man Royal Rumble match are Elias, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, John Cena, Finn Bauer. Baron Corbin, Woken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Rusev Day, Aiden English, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Ty Dodger, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, and 16 other random people that we do not know who are in this match. This is tough because... You know what's what's retarded is? There's 16 names that haven't been announced for this. Yeah, so here's here's the thing. When it comes to this Rumble, it's a lot easier to predict the Rumble when you have a concept of where they're going for Mania. As of right now, I have zero clue where this is going. So I actually have three picks, and let me explain. I have the guy I want to win... The guy WWE is probably going to pick, and then there's going to be the my stupid pick. The guy I know won't win, but it would be fun to see him win. My personal choice would be Shinsuke, so we could probably set up AJ versus Shinsuke at Mania. The guy WWE is probably going to pick will most likely be, and honestly, don't laugh at me here, if they lose... It is assumed that maybe Sami Zayn and Kevin could show up in the Rumble, so Kevin Owens would not be a bad choice to win this either. 
But if I had to have my stupid choice, I picked it earlier. It's not really stupid, but it's sort of not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. Elias Sampson would be a good choice, but that's just me. What about you, Mike? You get your your choice, WWE's probable choice, and then your impossible choice. Uh, my my personal choice is between two people. It's Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura. I, you know what? I, I actually pitched this idea to you guys early, a couple weeks ago. I'm thinking what I would want is... Remember the finish of the 94 Royal Rumble, I believe it was, with Luger and Bret Hart both winning the Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe do something like this with Bauer and Nakamura this year. Uh, WWE pick, Roman Reigns. And what was it? What did you call before? Uh, oddball pick. One that we that probably will never happen. Yeah. Uh... Honestly, I'll have to go with, um, fucking Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Ray, what about you? Your your personal pick, your, the pick that will probably win, and your impossible pick. Also, I forgot to mention this earlier. Samojo <laughs> was originally announced, but it was taken out due to injury. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, oh, it's a lot of, to go into, uh, my personal pick, I would have to say, mm, there's a lot of story into it. That's the thing. Again, it's hard when we know kind of zero where they're going into. But uh, yeah. it's funny enough, my pick, I still say, is going to be probably Drew. But that one I just see for some reason happen. My. WWE pick is definitely going to be Roman because I think we all know where it's going. And one that's definitely not going to happen, Broken Matt Hart. Those are my peaks. What are you talking about? He's broken. Right. Right. You're, you're having issues today. We, we, need, we need to talk. We need to talk. I need to, I need to pull up the book of WWE for idiots. Is there such a book? WWE for idiots? Ben, get in the corner before I smack you. Get in the corner for some continuity. Tyler, <laughs> go ahead. Your your personal pick, the the pick that will probably win you know it, what? and your you impossible pick. That's the name we're going to be using, the corner of continuity. Oh, God. The corner of continuity. God. Okay, so, personal pick, do I think it's going to win? Um, Sinha Nakamura. Uh, WWE's pick. I'm going to say Roman Reigns as well. And for a stupid pick, um, Randy Orton. That's that's the weird pick for you. Yeah, I don't even know he's in there or not. I don't even. He is. Tyler, were you not paying attention? I said his name. Get in the corner. <laughs> the corner of continuity. Before we end this, I am going to bring up a bunch of names that are rumored to be in the Royal Rumble match. That will be surprises. Do we get, I want you guys to either say yes or no on these rumors. Uh, we'll start with Bobby Lashley. Yes or no? No. Nope. No contract. EC3. Yes. Nope. Yes. 
Rey Mysterio. No. Yes. Jeff Hardy. Yes. No. Yes. Big Cass. Yes. No. no. Drew McIntyre. Yes. Nope. Ben, did you give an answer? Yes. Was that, we'll get yes, you got an answer? Or that <laughs> yes, yes, I gave an answer, and my answer is yes. Okay. That was funny. It's like, wait, Ben, what was are you answering the question, or are you? Are you it is me who is asking you the question, or is it you who is asking me the question? And is it going to be at the hydro? Okay, uh, MVP. I know who I am. Who are you? <laughs> okay, guys. MV- um, MVP. No. Probably. No. The guy that thinks he's set for life in the WWE. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna also mention some names of the women. Uh, Trish Stratus. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Please. Are you both uh, Ray and Ben? You say yes on this one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Beth Phoenix. No. No. Yep. Why not? Hey, exactly. it might be her wrestling at this stage might be better than her commentary. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shots fired, quack, quack. <laughs> Who are you fucking doing? Don't fall asleep on the house, TV. No, I'm crawling, damn it. Uh, Tori Wilson. Maybe. No. Who was that? Tori Wilson. No. Kelly Kelly. No. no. Nikki Bella. Yes. Yes. No. Brie Bella. Yes. No. I can see it. Wait, you say maybe to Brie, but no to Nikki? <laughs> Don't question my logic, Mike. <laughs> Why would you have... Okay, never mind. Uh, I, actually, <laughs> actually I, have a, I have an interesting pick. Interesting uh, choice who could be in the Rumble match. How many of you guys follow um, Caitlyn around? You know what she's been doing? Working out. She's been, do- she's been getting back in the ring. I see her as a Rumble surprise in a women's Rumble match. That could be interesting. The thing is, would people remember her? I mean, to the, to the people who loved uh, NXT season three. <laughs> Not about her main run. <laughs> I know. I don't remember jack shit from that shit. Damn. Uh, I'm gonna throw out this name. It's probably never gonna happen. AJ Lee. No. 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 God. I'm gonna talk to you off air about that, but no. Uh, <laughs> she makes a return after her being fired. Emma. <laughs> No. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm gonna fuck you. <laughs> I, I never left. I never left. Here's the thing. She makes a surprise of the rumble match. She gets in there immediately eliminated. Good God. Christ. Basically, she's the Santino of the Women Royal Rumble. Bingo. Oh, oh here's a return forever. for you, Santina Morella. <laughs> no. 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 Harvey Whippleman. I would pop. Harvey Whippleman. Harvey Whippleman. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to. I think we need to draw the line and end it, Harvey Whippleman. We've gotten into that zone. Hold on, I think I, I have one more serious one that I, I don't see any reports about. What about Sanity, Young Wolf and Dane in the Rumble? Uh, it's gotta be one of them. It's gotta be one of them, yeah, and it she should hasn't be. Hasn't been doing anything in NXT. Because I'm, I'm thinking Sanity's getting called up. I don't know which probably SmackDown they're going. Well, Nikki Cross has a match like next week on NXT with with Lacey Lacey Evans. 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 But Ben, that doesn't stop them. They usually debut in uh, 
They NXT, still fill out their commitments, yeah. Right, like NXT's team. So yeah. they can basically yeah, add in Yep. Bingo. So, by the way, I want to apologize for the toilet that's been flushing in the bathroom in the background this whole time. Oh, I thought that was me. Yeah, I did too. The, for, yeah, I'm recording thing. this in a room in my house that's adjacent to a bathroom, and everybody seems to be using that one tonight. <laughs> everybody has diarrhea at the Falcon. Everybody <laughs> poops. Everyone. Hey, guys, everybody poops, or do you not recall from my award winning reading of Everybody Poops on Facebook Why? Live? We have award winning. Should we talk about that now, now that we're back? Mm, yep. We can mention it. Running Radio just announced there is that award that's going to be happening. So, Mike, do you want to explain that? No, do you want to explain it? I'll explain okay, it. Uh, ben, you explain it. I'll explain. The fine folks at Running Radio, who we've collaborated with a couple of times, have announced an award this year for their annual Smarkies, an award that's known by the name of That Other Show Award. It's simply an award for for the best podcast that isn't them. And they have asked people for recommendations. And it seems a hell of a lot of you have come out of the woodworks. A lot of uh, people have come out of the woodworks and have nominated us for this essentially podcast of the year award. So... Uh, right. nothing what is official, nothing, nothing is <laughs> so, official yet, but if things go the way we hope, we very, does open up a, soon, so, so, uh, we never thought we'd say this, but vote for GAWP, best podcast in, in New York City. That's not, that's, that, that is not running radio, apparently. Uh, should I be a dick and just say we're better? No. You're going to give us the award, Ray but we're corner. better than you. Ray, corner. No, not corner. Corner? I'm, I'm fucking uh, standing up for us, God damn it. Listen, you know we are, we're, we're better than a lot of it. other people. I'm, I'm going, going to the corner. I'm fucking standing. I'm, I'm going to the corner. I'll be was... back. I'll be back. All right. Well, on that sobering note, the guys, it's so good to be back, and thank you so much for being patient during this, uh, during this troubling time of being MacBookless and alone and freezing in the cold. But guys, it's good to be also, back. Also, Pat, you're forgetting one important thing. We've reached episode sixty. We did. Woo! We did sixty episodes. Our our podcast is now old enough to get a discount at a Rite Aid. We can get an AARP. <laughs> Thanks for getting us to episode 60, guys. This yeah. is a big milestone for us, and it's good to be back. So, on that sobering note, Mike, so guys... Okay, uh, wait, before we end it, Ben, again, you guys want to skip through this. Just a little bit of indie, I guess, news, because we are... We talk indie, we talk WWE, we talk NXT, we talk a little bit of everything. This, so this, for has, those, this, this has been a, a WWE-heavy uh, show, so yeah. wait, indie report. Okay, so indie news for those that are fans of PWG, the California-based indie show that's basically the best of everywhere. Uh, Chuck Taylor is the current... Uh, yeah, sorry. PWG NXT champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long episode. I'm sorry. Fuck you, WWE. You're stuck in our minds. Chuck Taylor is the NXT champion. Well, this is why I'm going to the corner. This is why I mentioned NXT. This is why I mentioned NXT because the current PWG. I was never a woman. Can you guys shut up? Okay. 
the PWG Heavyweight Champion, Chuck Taylor, who didn't mention... PWG Champion? <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to my quarter. Oh you guys end the episode. Oh. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going in the corner. PWG Champion Chuck Taylor is going to be defending his title against his very bestest buddy, Trent. Yes, but Ben also mentioned that same PWG champion mentioned Ricochet at the last show and gives them good luck jobbing in 205 Live. Oh, Lord. Let us hope that... that let's hope that... Uh, by the way, I gotta say, NXT this weekend, uh, is uh, Ricochet gonna make a little uh, cameo? I think yes. War Machine made it. Yeah, War Machine maybe. Okay, I'm going back to my corner. And on the, since Ray is in the corner and we've clearly run out of things to talk about since we're just babbling incoherently, guys, like I said before, it is great to be back. We're hoping to make a hell of a lot more episodes for you guys this year. we got a lot of stuff coming up for 2018. New interesting show ideas. We've got new concepts. for. We've got some cool interviews perhaps lined up in the future. Maybe we'll even take this show on the road. Maybe we'll go, go experience more interesting indie wrestling all across the tri-state area. So guys... It's been a lot of fun tonight. Thank you once again for Deleted Tyler. My mistake, Satanic Tyler. Still got to get used to that for Satanic Tyler being our fourth man tonight, sir. Thank you once again for joining the team. No problem. I'm happy to, be, happy to oblige as usual. And Mike, where can they listen to all the past GAWP episodes? You silly dilly. You keep forgetting. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podcastic. And you can also subscribe to the GAWP YouTube page, and you can also subscribe to Ray Raymundo's GAWP YouTube page, where he and Michael are always streaming their own GAWP WWE 2K18 Universe mode, which is a hell of a lot of fun. So definitely tune in for that. Those are a lot of fun. We'll always alert you guys to when those are going on. Definitely a lot of fun. Ridiculous shenanigans. Don't forget, you can also subscribe. You can also follow us on our Facebook at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, and you can follow us on the Twitter machine at the GAWP Show. Type it like it's spelled, kids. And Ray, where can they get themselves a wonderful and uh, stylish GAWP t-shirt? Can I come out the corner now? Yes, you can. If you're shilling, yes, you can. Okay, so you can go to tpublic.com slash show, get a Ray Ray Mundo t-shirt and Avenging Ben, Home Oak Mike, one of two... Why does he have two again? Ah, Matt the Daddy Hall. That joke is so 2017, dude. I'm going back to the we corner. Need a, we need a, the new running joke should be, Tyler where the fuck is where the fuck is the satanic Tyler t-shirt? Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. And on that note, uh, on this, that this note. This is when Tyler finds out. I have a shirt now. <laughs> this is where he's finding out. <laughs> and on that sobering note, guys, Thanks for tuning in once again. Without you guys, there is no fucking show. I am Avenging Ben. Hold the bike. Satanic Tyler. What's so funny? This isn't Ray. <laughs> Embrace the dark. See you guys soon. <laughs> we'll what? see you Sunday. We'll be live streaming on 20. Facebook. We're going to be live streaming on Facebook. GAWP in 2018. New Year. Same madness. What happened, guys? What the hell just...
Follow all, guys. And mute yourself. Guys, don't don't forget to don't forget don't don't forget to follow us on all that social media. Follow us on our individual Twitters. Don't forget all of that. Don't forget to enjoy professional wrestling. Enjoy independent professional wrestling. Enjoy being a fan. Have a lovely day. Don't freeze to death out there. It's cold. And once again, this is the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, cutting through all the bullshit and getting right to the nitty-gritty of the world of professional wrestling on a weekly basis. And don't forget, Mike, tell him how you always say it. Enjoy. Send that Dota's mine on Sunday. It's coming over me. It's mine. No, I'm getting it. It's going to be the arrows. It's coming. It's coming.